0: So uh, we've been talking about this idea of community here um, at Burlington Christian Church, and being a community, and that means a lot of things. It means uh, some things that we've talked about, some some key things that go into community, right? Community doesn't just happen, right? And uh, kind of when I started the series, we said there's two communities, right? There's God's community, God's people, and then there's the world, which is a separate community. But that wasn't God's intention, right? I mean, His intention was his community. And sin broke that. So now there's a community of believers who love the Lord and follow him and have made him Lord and Savior of their life. And then there's the the world that hasn't. That hasn't come into a relationship with Jesus. And they're on the outside looking in. And the church is God's community to the world, right? We are the bridge to bring people to Jesus, and and that's what the community is all about. So we're trying to grow the community of God. And we said there's several things that are involved in this. One is unity, right, that there's got to be unity among the community. You know, I could be a rapper kind of thing. Uh, So there's unity among the community. Uh, (laughs) Common goals. Common goals is important. For the community, right, that we share common goals, at least the important ones that are a must for us as a church. And then living by faith, you know, it's all about Jesus. It's not what we want to do. I don't get to make it up. Nobody here gets to, like, decide how we're going to live. We're going to live according to God's law, right? According to his word, right? So we're living by faith. And then there's two passages of scripture that we're kind of bouncing this whole thought off of. One is in Psalm 133, where it says how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity, right? So good and pleasant. That's what it is. When God's people live together like the community of God ought to be, that's good, and that's pleasant to the Lord. Now, isn't that cool? That, that we can do something that God looks at and goes, wow, that's good, and that's pleasant. That's pretty cool. Because there isn't a lot of good and pleasant in the world, right? I mean, you, you're, even with your kids. You know, your kids are growing up, and you see them do things, and some things aren't so good and pleasant. Right? True? And other things they do are. And it's like, puts a big smile on your face. So, so we can do things... As God's people, when we live together in unity, that is good and pleasant to the Lord, right? And the second thing is in John 17, where Jesus says, May they also be in us, like the community of God, may we be in him, in the Father, that the world may believe that you sent me. And so God's goal for the community of God is to share the good news with the community out there so that they may believe too and come to know Jesus. Jesus. And, and so I don't know where you are today. Here. You're here. We're all here. You may know the Lord. You may not know the Lord. You may be walking with the Lord. You may be seeking who the Lord is. You may be doing a lot of things. You may be on a little journey right now trying to figure out who is God. Like, and can I trust Him? Can I really trust Him? And I hope this morning that the Lord will speak to your heart. Today we're talking about community, what community means. And it means this. It means friendship. Community means friendship friendship all right look at your neighbor and say friendship all right that's what we got to have some friendship right it's got to be friendship right because if there isn't there's no community right I mean without friendship you know a bunch of people don't like each other it's not going too far right and and there's a lot of things in this world that you can like you can you can have in this world there's a lot of things that you can chase after Right? It's true. I mean, we can chase after cars, and we can chase after boats, and we can chase after, like, uh, ocean property, although don't go to the East Coast right at this point. But there's a lot of things that we chase after in this world that we would consider important or things to go after. In fact, uh, there's been a study, the top ten things that people will pay the most for. What what do you think is the, the top things that people will pay the most for in America. Anybody got an idea? Steak. What? Steak? <laughs> okay, uh, steak. Sports? What? Sports, cars, yes? I like my pillows. Pillows, yeah. <laughs> Pill- like pillow. Phones, what? Your phone, got the latest iPhone. All right. Here we go, top five things that America's, Americans will pay the most money for. Here you go, number one, speed. These are a little different than when you're thinking, okay? That means convenience. Like, we want it now. Speed. They'll pay a lot of money for speed. iPhone, right? The latest iPhone. Faster, quicker. Number two, done for you. (laughs) We want things done, we just don't want to do it ourselves, (laughs) right? So, we'll pay other people to do what we're not willing to do. Isn't that crazy? These are things, top things that people will spend a lot of money on. An awesome experience, number three, an awesome experience. Crazy things like space traveling, right? Like crazy outlandish stuff. Like people will pay a lot of money for this stuff. Or uh, leading edge or trend senders, right? And that means just being ahead of the pack. You know, we want it before everyone else has has it, and I'll pay money to get it first, (laughs) all right? That's number four. Number five is access. Access. Like they want access, backstage access, like access to the president, access to celebrities, access to important people. These are the things that the world chases after and will pay a lot of money for. But let me tell you this morning, friendship. Friendship is the one thing that you cannot buy with any money, but is more valuable than anything. All right? Friendship. Proverbs seventeen seventeen says, a friend loves at all times. See, that's what people really need, right? They just don't realize it. What they need is people in their life that love them so much that even when they mess up, they love them. Friendship. True friendship, not world friendship, true godly friendship people who have a relationship with the Lord and understand what it means to be forgiven of my sin and then go out and and live that way and treat people the same way that God has treated me that doesn't happen with money that only happens with an experience with God that you understand what he has done for you there is nothing that can touch having a good friend nothing and I mean a good friend because some people are not good friends Right? You know what I'm talking about, right? There are two things that will destroy friendship the most. One is distrust, right, breaking trust, and the second thing is gossip. right. Hard to have a friend who, do, who does any of the, either of those two things. A friendship won't go very far if that's true, but a good friend is awesome, awesome. So let me share with you what a true friendship is really all about. Number one, it's this. Friendship is people loving people and loving people God's way, right? Loving people, people loving people. That's that's a true friendship comes out of a, a love relationship with people like real honest love and acceptance for someone else. Not that you like agree on everything, you don't have to be like to have the same sports team. Like I can be a Bills fan, you can be a Panther fan, it's okay. I love you. You know, I forgive you, that kind of thing. <laughs> You know, you don't have to agree on everything. That's not what this is about. But but that you strive, that you strive in the relationship or in this loving people to understand other people. You know, you try to understand them. You get to know them, you try to understand them, and even though they don't think like you or have the same like convictions that maybe you do, you love them anyway. And you consider that that they're where they're coming from, that they're coming from a different kind of background than maybe you. Right? They've gone through things that you can't dream about. But you'll never know that unless you become a friend, right? Unless you get to know each other, and you love each other, and you forgive each other, and you accept each other, and you work at it, and it's not easy. The ultimate love, we know, is found in a relationship with God. That's the ultimate love. That's where we understand what love is, where Jesus, like, left everything, right? He let go of his his standing with God, and he became a human being, right? And he suffered, and he served, and he died on a cross for you. That's the ultimate love. And then he says, come on, you, you can be like me. Come and love like I love you. Wow, that's a powerful love, isn't it? To love like God. That's crazy. That's, in, that's the greatest challenge in life, isn't it? To love like God. I mean, that's hard. There's so many like little complexities to that. To loving like God. Because people are hard to love. You know, I could love really well if there weren't for people if somebody else, you know. Could do it. It's easy, but you start throwing people into the equation, and it gets pretty hard, doesn't it? Family members, in-laws, outlaws, all kinds of people. It's hard. It's hard to love. John 15. That's where we're going to look at. John 15. If you got your Bibles, John 15. A couple verses, really, just four verses. We're going to look at today. But this, the context is this: is Jesus saying, "I am the vine, and my Father is uh, is the gardener." You know that. Remain in me. Remain in me. If you look through that, the first first, uh, 11 verses, we're going to read in verse 12. But if you look at the first bunch of verses, Jesus says about about us as, as, as followers of him, remain in me a number of times. You circle them all. Remain in me. Remain in me. Keep my commands. Remain in me. If you love me, remain in me. And so when we remain in him, when we come to him, like we come into a relationship with him, and we say, God, I need you. I need you because you are the only one that can take me out of here, like beyond life on the planet, right? It's going to come to an end for all of us. At some point, it's just going to end, and we don't know when that moment may be for us, right? It could just happen. And when that happens, we we better be ready, right? We need to prepare before that happens. So so God's given us everything we need, and Jesus is talking about being in him and remaining in him and walking in him and living in him and all these awesome things. And in verse 12, he says this, My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friend. Okay, okay. just got done talking about how much he loves us, how he's called us to be in him, and then he says to us, my command is this, that you love one another, right? That's what community is. That's what God's community is. People loving people. You love each other just like I loved you. See you later, right? Go do it, right? Just go do it. Just go love one another like I've loved you, okay? Sounds easy enough, right? I mean, it's definitely clear enough. It's like there's no like, okay, what do you mean by that, Jesus? There's, there's no need for that. We just see what Jesus did and how he lived and we love like he loved, right? That's what we're going to do, All right. And he says the greatest love is this. The greatest love, this is the goal, this is the ultimate, is that you love like I love and I laid my life down for you so now you go and you serve and you lay your life down for others, go do it. Just go figure out how to do it and just be about doing that. You know, just love people like I have loved you and I laid my life down for you, so you go do that for others. And then you're living in my love, okay? Because if you're not doing that, you're not living in my love. You're just out there on your own little island doing your own little thing. So whatever we see Jesus doing, that's what I want to do. That's how I want to be. That's how I want to live my life, right? That's how I'm going to walk. That's how I'm going to try to treat people. And I don't get it right all the time. I don't. I'm, don't ask my family. Okay. He says the greatest life is that, the love is that we lay down our life for, for a friend, right, that we lay down. So how do, we, how do we do this kind of love? Let me give you three quick things. Number one, we take time to get to know people. This is how we're going to do this kind of love among the communities. We take the time to get to know people. It means you've got to spend time with people. All right? Not just across the aisle, hey, what's up, friend, and we'll see you next week. You've we got to take time to be with people. You have to take time to be with each other and not the same people over and over and over and over again. Hang out with other people. okay? If we're going to be the community of God, truly, then get to know some other people. Okay, so when you look around the room, you go, okay, I don't really know those people over there. They come here. I don't know them. I'm going to get to know them. Take time to get to know people. Do something about it. Number two, this, get busy serving the world. I'll tell you what, nothing grows people closer together is when you start serving the world together with people. Go, go, do whatever you got to do. Find a place to serve and go serve. You will get to know people. Right? And you'll get to know them in a different way than you do on, at other times on Sunday morning or on Wednesday night. You'll get to see people at a different level doing things that you have never seen them do. And you will be stretched in your love for people. By serving the world, you will learn to love one another. Right? God will break your heart. And sometimes that's what he's got to do. Right? He's got to just take your heart, crush it, and then rebuild it so that you don't think the way you've always thought. See, some of us are so stuck in where we've been that we need to be crushed so that God can rebuild us again. And the way that happens is you go do things that you haven't done, that you see need, that you serve together with other people, and you will see God do amazing things in your life as you learn to love other people. Because you see other people in their pain, and you learn to love, and you learn to real appreciate what God is doing in your own life right, what he's done for you, how blessed you really are. You can't, nothing can replace that. You can't buy that. And the third thing is this, humble yourself and put others first, right? That's what Jesus did, right? Just humble yourself, put other people first. That's what a good marriage is all about. That's what any relationship is all about, is that you put other people first. You will not be able to have a friendship with somebody who doesn't do that. It won't last. If all they think about is me, 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 it's all about me, it's not going anywhere. Is it? You know that, right? How many can testify to that truth, right? You know people like that. Maybe you work with them, hopefully you're not married to them, but, you know, maybe you know some people that they're just all about them. They're all about them, and it doesn't work. It's like, get me out of here. Friends don't let friends do certain things. You know that, right? Right? Like, like some of these things. Here, I got a couple of pictures for you. Friends, like, number one, here we go. Friends don't let friends, like, walk alone, Right? You walk with them, especially in trouble times, right? In in hard times, you, you walk with them. A friend walks with you, right? Here you go. Check out this one, all right? Friends don't let friends do silly things alone, <laughs> right? You get in there, and you go for it with them. That's what friends do. They're not afraid to be embarrassed by uh, things. Go ahead. Let me see the next one. Friends don't... Here you go, Jerry and... Uh, And Sam might like this one. Friends don't let friends skip leg day. (laughs) If you're a bodybuilder, you get that. Because that just doesn't look right, does it? (laughs) Friends don't let friends go to hell without sharing the gospel with them. That's a little more in your face, isn't it? But that's true, right? Friends just don't let friends live their lives without knowing Jesus or without even sharing him with them. Okay, So that's what we do. And the last one says this. Friends don't let friends wear bad outfits right? You let your buddy know before they walk out the door. So what is true friendship? It's, it's people who love one another. That's what community is made up of, friendship, people who love each other, who can have fun together, who can laugh together, and pray together, and care for each other. We need that. I need that. You need that? Anybody else in here need that? Okay, hopefully all of us. So that's what we strive for. Friendship number two is this, last one, is knowing Jesus. See, when you're a friend of God, when you are a friend of God, just say that, friend of God. Just say that to yourself, just a friend of God. I mean, think about that. You could have a lot of friends in this world, and some of them might be cool, and some may not be so cool, but you can be a friend to God. I, that's just almost, that's unbelievable, isn't it? It's almost like, I can't really, like, really understand what that, what that means, Like, I could be a friend of Jason, and I could be a friend of David, and I could be a friend of Tracy, but a friend of God's? Like, God wants me to be his friend? No way. That's insane. Like, it's it's just big. But when you have a friend in God, you have everything you need, right? You are plugged into the greatest power ever. Like, he is the creator. And he's your friend. He's all-knowing, right? He's the authority over everything, over the the oceans and the trees and the stars and the galaxies and sickness and things that are seen and things that are unseen. All power everywhere. Submit to him. And he wants to be my friend. Wow. I don't know about you, but that's amazing. That's like amazing love, isn't it? I mean, God wants to be my friend, and what's really amazing is, is that the God of all things wants to have a personal relationship with me and with you. Like he wants to know you, like really know you. And, and he thinks you're amazing. He really does. Like he thinks you are amazing. How many of you got a wallet with pictures in it, Right. People don't carry these as much anymore because we're slimming down, right? But, you know, most you know, back in the day, you carry like, all these pictures of your family and friends and blah, blah, blah. You're right. And I think God, I think this is how God. Is. God's got like a wallet. He's got a, it's a big wallet or it's a spirit technology wallet and it's digital. But he's got a wallet with a picture of you on it. And I, there's no doubt in my mind that, that when he's talking with the angels, he's like, Hey, by the way, did I show you a picture of my Jason? You know, and he tries to weave the conversation to talk about how awesome you are, just like you do with your grandkids, right? You know, we all do it. We're all like, did you see this latest picture of my grandkids? Or we're going to put it on Facebook so everyone can see it, right? Or we're going to put it where people can see it because we're so proud and we love them so much and we want others to love them too. And I think God is that way. Like he thinks you're amazing, right? And he calls you, he calls us his friend. That's how amazing he thinks you are. The next two verses, verse 14 and 15, look what he says. John 15. He says, you are my friends if you do what I command. Okay, he's been saying that throughout the whole section of the vine and the branches remain in me. Okay, I no longer call you servants because a servant doesn't, does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father. I have made it known to you. That's awesome. Like, God calls you his friend. To be a friend of God is not based on on anything goes America. Like, like I can do whatever I want and still be a friend of God. That's not how it's based. It's based on him being God. He's the king. He's the Lord. He's the creator. And I submit to him. I willingly submit to him. Because who else am I going to submit to? But when I do that, when I do what he says, I do what he commands. And I come to grips with the fact that he is God, and I am not, I am a part of the mud that he created in his image and he breathed life into me and he gave me life and he gave me hope. When I come to grips with that, life is good. When I come to grips with the fact that he is the creator and I'm not going to fight him anymore and I just surrender to him because he is God. He's proven it to us through his son and I stop fighting him, then life becomes very good, right? He is God and he is king. And I'm cool with that. Because I don't want anyone else to be my God or my king. Right? No one else loves like him. No one else. Who else? What other king has ever sent their son to die for their subjects? None. This God does. And he loves you so much. And our biggest problem is that we fight it. We fight it. Mankind fights it. They don't want God to be God. They want to be their own God. They want to call their own shots. And look what Jesus does in verse 15. He calls us friends, right? He calls us friends. A friend, not a slave, but a friend. It's so different, right? It's so different. It's like he he brings us in, you know, and he calls us his friend. And he shares, look what else he does. He shares everything with us. Everything that he gets with the Father, from the Father, he shares with us because we are his friends. And he he allows us, like, into the know. Like, so that we can know what he knows. And he wants us to be aware of what he's up to. He wants us to be aware of how awesome the kingdom of God is. And he brings us in. And he treats us with love. And he treats us with respect. See, that's friendship. That's friendship. Loving each other, right? Loving one another. That's what true friendship is about. God's way. And then loving the king. The kingdom of God. Because he loves you. How awesome is that, right? That's good. So how good and pleasant it is when when we live together in this kind of friendship. When we have people we can rely on. Like when we're hurting and when things aren't going well, that we have people in our life that we can hold on to. And that will be there to support us. Right? That's what we need. We have to have that. Life's pretty lonely without it. And then we have an impact on the world. We have a powerful impact on the world around us when we're loving like that. When God's people love like that, the world takes notice. And they want to be a part of it. So can I urge you this morning, can I urge you to to find a friend that loves like that? Truly find people that love like that. Good friends who love God's way. And then also... You be that friend, right? You go and be the friend that God is looking for, that the world needs. And, and let it begin right here in this room, right? Because if you look around, as you have now a couple times, there's, there's people who need your love. There's people who are struggling and hurting and need a hug and your love. Father, we love you so much. And we're thankful that you love us more than we'll ever know. God, I pray this morning that you'll move in our hearts and cause us to get out of our comfort zones, to break the chains that hold us back, cause us to do things that we've never done before, to love like you love, to be like you, to be a true friend, and to have good friends, that the world may believe that that you're with us, and that you sent your Son. God, please move in our hearts today. We love you so much. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name.